Hey everyone, this is Dan the GM, bringing you another dreamy adventure from What the Dice. This episode is episode 74, part 2. That's right, this is part 2 of the 74, which is the strange and mysterious dreamscape. But you're also not dreaming because we've also got a website, a Twitter, and all that fun, fun stuff. Head on over to Twitter and search us at WhatTheDicePod. From there, you'll see our profile picture, and that will get you all of the links to all of our other things. Most importantly, you'll see a Discord link. You can join us on Discord and hang out with the cast and crew and get to know us a little bit better outside the show. And every year for our yearly anniversary, we are going to do something special. Sometimes it's a Q&A, sometimes it's going to be a one-off. But if you'll keep your eye on that Discord, you'll always be up to date with What the Dice. That's all I got for you guys today, so I'm going to let you guys get on with this week's episode of What the Dice. As we rest, we can feel the warmth of the fire around us. The old storyteller continues to talk. We can hear his voice in our mind. Ah, be friend. As you rest, you have a moment to see what they see. Faye having a chance to learn more of her friends. Kalila having a message from her goddess. What will Defibulus and Clyde see? As you rest, my friends, you will see what they see. So rest and hear me tale. As you find yourself slowly drifting off to sleep, you find yourself awakening in this strange stone-like room that is a giant circle. Looking around, you see some torches that are lit, a uh, arrow slit windows that look out to a vast sea of clouds and blue sky. In the center, you see a large war table with a build-out of the entire holy city what would you like to do furious will kind of wait a minute I thought I went to am I having another one of those trips I don't remember getting bit by a, a leech again hmm he will um go over and check out that table since that, that's the most prominent thing in the room here looking around you notice that this is very much a 3D representation of the entire holy city down to houses that you can peer down and see the insides of. Everything is made from a perfectly hewn piece of wood and even the stonework on the ground looks like it is a scale representation of the holy city itself. You could almost swear you could actually hear the sounds of people chatting and merchants working. Ooh, I should I need to get me one of these. This is this is awesome. Such detail. He's gonna see if like he can actually like lean in and hear anyone talking. As you lean in, you're able to hear some miscellaneous conversations. But it almost feels like it is pre recorded that you don't hear any emotion to the words it's do you have apple yes i have apple i would like apple it will be four gold that is outrageous i'm sorry these apples are hard to come by right now i'm gonna go somewhere else hmm kind of dry and humorless i wonder if they took lessons from clyde but defibrious will you know study the map like the, the all the inside of the city and then look around outside the city so this is on a a 
a raised table, like a solid piece of stone table. So you would either have to climb up onto the table to look around or something like that. But it is big enough that you could legitimately walk around on the map itself. Yeah, I'll climb up on the table. As you climb up on the table, you notice that you were able to pass through the walls without any problem. And you could run your fingers across the buildings, and it seems as if if you have the intent to pick something up, it becomes solid. But if it is not, it stays in this strange ethereal phase. It still looks real, but you seem to pass through it. Oh, Defibulous will start, like, giggling and, like, all excited. He's going to see if he can pick up a little villager. You pick up the little villager, and as you pick them up, they almost feel like little wooden toys. Something that a child would have. Almost like a nutcracker, in a sense. Is it just, like, not moving or anything, or just... Just that action figure still. Oh, wow. I wonder if I can get one of these delivered to the house. This would be really cool. He will put the little person down. and Even though he knows it's not real, he's going to try to avoid stepping on the poor villagers as he goes around the city. Okay. So now that you are freely walking around inside the miniature version of the Holy City, what would you like to do? He's going to see you uh, checking on the princesses area, see if they even have a version of her in there. As you make your way around the table, can I get a perception check? 24. You do notice something a little strange. You notice that some of the bricks are turning this eerie, eerie green. Some of them turn black, and you almost notice little tendrils seem to be slithering towards the holy temple itself. What in brass bolt is this? As you follow it closer, you do notice what looks like a rifle. Just big enough for you to pick up. So something that would, like, a, a rifle that would fit in the palm of your hand is laying there. And it's reminiscent of the old dragon rifle that you remember. You can pick it up and examine it. It has some weight to it. It looks like if you're careful, you could actually squeeze the trigger. And it looks like it is... It looks like if someone shrank down the old dragon rifle down to this small, small size. The Fabulous will be really gentle and very eager to see what happens when he tries the trigger. Are you pulling the trigger? Yep. A stream of water sprays out. Hmm. That's kind of unusual. What's the water do when it hits other stuff? When it hits the city itself, it seems like it just acts like rain. Just kind of eventually soaks around. But you do notice that any tendrils seem to pull away from it. Or go around where it lands. He's going to very carefully try to spritz the... <laughs> Use like a little mini spray bottle and try to spray at the uh, tendrils. As you spray at the tendrils, some of them back up, some of them start to go a different way, but they all seem to be heading straight for the temple itself. He's going to go take a look in the tendril, the tendril in the temple and see what's going on in there. As you look around in the temple, you see little action figures seeming to be in guard positions. You see a one out front that is overly shiny and standing at its post. You notice that the tendrils seem to be slowly swirling around the holy temple itself and almost avoiding you as well. Uh, the Fabulous will... Uh, out of curiosity, he will reach and see if he can like flick at one of the uh, tendrils. Uh, okay. Roll. 19. You hit it, and they almost kind of have this splatty, like they're made of a gel or an ooze. And 
as you flick them, they land away from you and back up and then form new tendrils that creep slowly through the city. At this point, it seems like they're all converging on a center point and moving towards the temple in almost this unified front. Well, Defibrillus did pick up a villager. He's going to see if he can pick up the holy temple and move it. As you lift it up, the tendrils seem to stop and then they begin to kind of dance around slowly, almost as if they're studying, waiting for you to place down the temple. He's going to look in the temple window. You guys hear me in there? I mean, it's kind of weird since you guys were talking earlier, not talking to Are you guys in here? Who are you talking to in there? Anyone in the temple that will respond. Roll your perception. Looks like about a 28. With a 28, you listen carefully, and it seems like the only one that can acknowledge your existence is the priestess, who is just staring up at you and not speaking. Hi, priestess! Her eyes seem to be locked on you, and it doesn't seem like she is either able to speak or her voice is too silent to come across to you. If you're talking, I can't hear you, but um, you got a lot of tentacles trying to like get into, up into the temple here. What's going on here? Again, she starts to speak, but you don't seem to be able to make out anything. You start to feel this strange, warm ooze start to wrap around your bear boots. Yeah, you're still wearing the bear boots, right? Damn right I am. Those things are fashionable. Well, you start to feel this warm, gel-like ooze slowly wrap around your feet and your bear boots, slowly climbing up you. Oh, it's like the leech is all over again. The Fabius will shake his leg and move away from it. As you shake them off and they land on the ground, more tendrils form. You start to notice that the holy city is slowly being engulfed by this dark, thick blackness. Oh, that's not good. Um, I wonder if it's the temple they're after or you, priest. So what would you like to do? Mm, Defibulous will put like a... His hand like down towards the priest is like, hop on. Maybe they'll just leave, take the temple, and leave you alone. I need a perception. Woohoo! Nat twenty. You notice something strange. At first, there was only the one priestess, but now there are two, dressed identical, and in this size, one seems just a hair taller than the other. But everything about them is exactly the same. Both are reaching out their right hand as if asking you for help. What in brass bolts is going on here? I'm gonna like really look in on them like, wait a minute, why are there two of you? Perception. 26. With 26, you're able to kind of make out a little bit more. One of them is definitely taller and a slenderer build. The other one is just slightly slightly shorter with a slightly more standard bill, I guess you could say. But everything else, from the jewelry to the clothing to even to how they move, are exactly the same. The tendrils continue to slowly move up your body. Ah, it's like the leeches, I swear. He'll shake them off, move across the room for a bit. And then, so... I don't know why there are two of you. This is a little confusing. And you're still holding the temple in your hand? He, um, for the moment, he's going to take both of them out, out of the temple and set the temple back where it belongs. As you reach in to grab both of them, when you reach for one, one the other starts to fade away. Hmm, well, that's kind of unusual. Do you want to see if there's any other place you can set them down, like the temple itself down? 
Yeah. All right, roll perception. 28. You do find a small table, something that would be akin to like an end table in a bedroom. It's just big enough for the temple to sit on it solidly. You will set the temple down very, very gently. As you set them down, you have this strange feeling as if something is watching you. The Fibulous will kind of like shrink down a bit and very cautiously I kind of look around to the left and the right and going, I don't like that feeling. What is perception? The Fibulous went, <coughs> derp. So you rolled a one. Rolled a one. Yep. The Fibulous yeah. like, derp. So you do not see what is going on. You can see where the tendrils have gone. Looking back at the tendrils, you notice that the model of the holy city is starting to burn with a black fire. All the tendrils have moved towards where the temple would be, and they're slowly forming a body. A large skeletal hand slowly reaches out of this strange ichor, and then another hand. Then you start to see the size the spine of a, some type of creature as it is slowly pulling itself out of this thick black ooze. Like, how big is this creature? Like, my size, or...? It would be your size, yeah. Oh, brass bolt. Now what? Just keep an eye on the skeletal being coming out of the ooze. As you watch it, it starts to pull up even further, and then you see two dark red eyes gleaming from a skull that is dripping with ichor. You can almost feel this sickening smile as he looks at you. Can I get a perception check? <laughs> Not 20 on that one. You watch as a tendril starts to move towards the temple that you had set down on the end table, and it looks like it is reaching out to grab the priestesses. No, bad tendril. It'll take the little tiny gun and spritz of water at it. As you spritz it, there's this strange scream of what sounds like a thousand voices as it's recoiled back onto the table. No, bad ooze. Bad. So, uh, Mr. Bone Person, um, where's Clyde to detect evil when you need him? How you doing? He seems to be moving towards the edge of the table. His movement is sluggish, as it seems like he is almost pulling the weight of the city with him. No, you stay on the table. <laughs> uh, Defibulous will take the little thing and spritz water at him, like, no, back. He recoils back, covering his face, and seems to move back to the center of the city, and then seems to start to pull ooze closer to him, trying to regain strength or heal himself. You're not entirely sure. I'll spritz him again. He recoils back, covering his face, and sinks down into the ooze. The model of the city continues to burn in this strange black fire. I don't know how much water is in this thing, but he'll like, see if he can put out a fire with some spritzing. It doesn't seem to put out the fire, but it does seem to definitely push the black ooze away from it. Does he have any way to find out how much water is in this thing? Nope. He's going to go right to where the temple is and spritz that area. So you're jumping back up onto the table? At least not. At least where there's no ooze. Okay. As you spray and walk, you're able to make yourself a path to the center of the table, where the ooze is the thickest. As you spritz, it seems to just open up and let the water hit the table itself. Well, that's a neat talent. Spritz, spritz, spritz. Every time it hits the ground. So is it the ooze is also covering the skeletal thingy? Yes. He'll spritz where the skeletal thingy would be. You can hear the sounds of rattling bones as it moves left and right, dodging your attacks. Perception check. 34. You notice a tendril move and start to reach out towards the temple itself and it seems to be wrapping around slowly and starting to lift it up. <laughs> Run over to it and spritz the damn tentacle. As you do, it recoils and it shatters the roof of the building off. You can see the two priestesses duck down, dodging debris. 
as if in unison. They both reach out a hand, asking for help. I will see if I can scoop both of them up in one go. Are you going left to right or right to left? Come in from like behind them with like my hand in a cup shape and pick them up. Okay. You feel a strange energy seems to stop you where you're not able to grab both of them at the same time. Then you feel something different. As you look down, the two forms slowly merge back into one. I need a perception check. 21. You notice that this single form is dressed like the priestess, but she is slightly taller and she is paler. As you reach out your hand, you feel this cold, limp skin. As you slowly lift up, you notice that the, ro the robes on her are ragged and faded blue. In her hand, a single rose. And for the first time, you're able to hear her. And all you hear is remember. As those words ring out in your head, the black ooze surrounds you. And you are shoken awake. And you are laying on your bed, staring up at the roof as Clyde sleeps soundly in his bed. All right, who shook me? No, it's that, like, you know, you're... Oh, jolted awake. Jolted awake, yeah. It feels like, yeah, where the... Um, whoa. Was that an acid trip, or was that a dream? What would you like to do in the in the middle of the night? Defibulous is going to whip out his uh, schematic book, and he's going to write down everything he witnessed in that dream, just everything, and just write it all down. As you write down everything you can remember, the only thing that seems to give any type of remembrance to what you're writing is the little women being one and the word remember. Everything else seems to just fade. Let's just see if he has a little uh, rifle in his hand still. You do not. Damn. Nephibius is going to kind of sit there for a moment and ponder the weird-ass dream he just had. Oh. Of course he's asleep. I'm pretty sure Kalila's asleep. Why does it happen when everyone's asleep? But he's going to ponder very hard on everything from the two becoming one and telling him to remember. Okay. So you will remember this scene, probably. So, Clyde, you have just laid your head down in your new, your uh, rented airship room. You probably at this point hear Defibulous snoring away. Um, and then you can kind of hear the, the hums of the engine. And there's that just calming sensation as you just kind of drift off to sleep. So when Clyde is fully asleep, he is standing on the outside of the Holy City main door. And as he looks down, he sees this armor he has never seen before. In Clyde's mind, what is the quintessential paladin armor? So, when Clyde thinks of his armor, he thinks of it not quite as a a, what you would think as a full, like, plate mail armor, when Clyde thinks of art of his ideal armor, think of it more of like a a close, almost like second skin armor. It's an armor that can only be masterly crafted to his personal attributes, his body, his joints, because he knows to be able to help people to quickly move from one space to another to defend, to attack, everything to heal, to, you know, play every single part that he needs to, he has to be able to move freely. So the the, the chest is, is close to him, 
almost like a, a shirt. Um, there are like micro joints in like um, in each spot, shoulder, elbow, fingers, where you can see tiny seams, but even the seams are armored because he knows that even the evil, evilest creatures know where to attack to uh, try and get through armor. Uh, same thing with his um, greaves and his boots. They, they fit him to perfection, but on his each of the top of his um, his hands, uh, like the back of his hands, it has a symbol on each of uh, his gauntlets. His shield attaches perfectly to the gauntlet on his right hand so it cannot be ripped apart. It would be more of like a self-trigger that if he would need to drop it, he could, but only he knows how to release it in a quick action. Um, the other gauntlet is fitted almost the same way that his weapon would not be able to be disarmed. Uh, his helmet is isn't like a, a a gladiatorial helmet that you would see that you can only see a, a small portion that's directly in front of you. It's almost like a full um, view is able to be given no restrictions that way he can see in his peripheral his teammates other enemies range attacks uh magical casting anything that he would need to um and it's almost like uh, seamlessly connected to um i wouldn't say like a a, a choker but um almost like a, a a collar um that would also have the, the symbol of um, Imrode on it. Okay. Well, as you look down at yourself, you see this armor, and all of the symbols of Iomade are glowing this brilliant gold, and it almost feels like they are actually protruding out like an image of Iomade that seems to float and surround you just barely. As you approach the giant doors, you notice that there is a black icor dripping down. And inside, you hear the sound of hellfire and the screaming of people in terror. What would you like to do? Well, his first instinct would be to detect evil and immediately try and get in through the door to um, protect... Um, what he believes is, you know, an innocence in danger. As you push your hand on the door, it's almost as if a giant slammed his fist in it behind you as these doors practically break off their hinges. These doors are towering doors. They are the main doors to this fortified city. And they just look like they ripped off the hinges at the slightest of you. Inside you see these creatures of black icor moving around. You can see fires burning all about and one thing catches your eye. A large black mass moving towards the main holy temple. In front of you legions of bloody black orcs their eyes glinting like a red moon and they all slowly turn and look at you. What would you like to do? Well, um, as they turn and I see the black Ikor, um, with the uh, strength of Iomade and the surrounding um, might, um, honestly, I'd probably give out a, a challenging call um, to all of the orcs to come one come all to see if you can defeat me or run away as I take you down from behind they seem to take your challenge as several of them grab swords that are black and this strange cold iron some of them pick up fence posts one picks up an old man who is just limp and dead and they start to charge at you what would you like to do? Well, um, 
at that probably first moment. Um, the first one that comes into range, uh, attack and smite evil all at the same time. Alright, I need you to roll. Uh, first attack is a 26. With a 26, your blade slashes through this orc. You feel no resistance as this thing just ashes before you. With the same momentum, you seem to cleave into the next one. Again, no resistance as you watch this blade just slash through meat and bone and turn them into just dried husks of ash. You quickly move through the city. Anything that gets in your way, one hit kill. In fact, sometimes you're able to stab, stab through two orcs, killing both with one shot. You make your way up to the final gate. This one seems to be gleaming with a slight purity. You can see Ikor trying to wrap around it, but it pulses and throws it off. The symbol of Iomade glistens in the white light that you see. What would you like to do? Well, I would probably follow my instincts and go towards the symbol of Iomade to either um, try and strengthen it to keep the Ikor away even further, or to see what I can do to um, bolster it so the pulse goes out further as you reach out you can feel the energy of that white light pull energy from you bolstering the door and pushing everything back 10 meters then 15 meters then 20 meters and then you see a shield drop down this strange energy shield seems to scare off the icor but the orcs start to move towards it. It seems that any of them that aren't shielding their eyes are instantly ashed. The door cracks open, inviting you in. I need a perception check. 21. With a 21, you slip in without being stopped by anything. You can smell candles burning and incense. You feel as if you are a thousand miles away from the holy city. But as you look back, you can still see the war torn aisle, uh, alleys, people trying to fend off. And you hear a soft voice. Clyde, come deeper. We need to speak. What would you like to do? Oh, um... Considering I have uh, heard my goddess before, I'm guessing the sound is familiar to me. Yes, but it almost sounds tired. Okay. I will uh, respond. Uh, show me the, the way, and I will follow to you. As you call out to that, candles begin to light up around you. They are up high, and they begin to drip wax. This wax is both a dark red and a light red, and they seem to swirl and mix as they slowly drip down the hallway, giving you a sense of the direction to go. I will follow as quickly as I possibly can, but also thanking the goddess for the direction. As you move deeper into this strange place, you realize you are in a palace. And then you take a closer look at the architecture and you realize you're in the hallways of the Holy Temple. Based on what you remember, it feels as if you are cutting through the scholar's library and into the main temple itself. As you open the doors, I need a reflex check. 20, not natural. With that 20, you barely step back as a flood of hot wax billows out, filling the hallway and wading up to your waist. 
You can feel the heat in your bones. Your past scars feel like they are aflame again. And then it starts to cool down. And the wax seeps away into hidden cracks around. You now see inside the temple. There's a single light gleaming down with your goddess symbol slowly spinning blade down what would you like to do without hesitation since my goddess has called for me I will make my way towards the light immediately even though the the visions of my past with the, the wax and my scars are still fresh in my mind now as you get closer to the center of the room you notice that there is a pool of hot wax the dark red and the light red are swirling and seeming to fight for dominance. As you get closer, two figures start to slowly stand. One in dark red, one in light red wax. Give me a knowledge religion. 17. With a 17, you study the silhouettes and they are both of high religious order. They could be chaplains or of that order, the, the ones that deal with the everyday. Their cowls are up and they both reach out to you, both with the left hand. Perception check. Uh, 18. With an 18, you study the two figures. One seems a little bit taller and a little bit thinner. The other one, the pink one, or light red, is slightly shorter and a little bit more well-built, more, um, I guess, well-fed would be a better term for it, where the one that is darker red is a little bit more taller, a little bit more slender in build. They both reach their hand out to you if, as if pleading for help. The hot wax dripping off of their form. Um, can I do a, um, oh God, what is it called now? Uh, sense motive from each of them. Absolutely. Roll. Uh, as a 14. With a 14, you study them, their body language. Without seeing a lot of their, without seeing their face in general, it seems as if they are just pleading for help, help to be pulled out of this hot wax. Okay, to to get to them, would I have to step into the hot wax? You would be able to fully extend and reach one of them to pull them out. So you would have to choose the dark red or the light red. So I wouldn't be able to reach both of them. No, you would have to do that full extension. Okay. I will ask each of them, what is your purpose? As they go to speak, all you hear is the sound of a candle burning. <sighs> and there's no way, even if I went into the wax, to touch both of them. Yeah, you would have to catch you would not want to enter in this wax. This is, would be like scolding hot, like. Yeah, I know. That's, I mean, you have to sacrificial. That's to kind of how, what I was thinking. Talk. Yeah, so you have to, you can try to reach for one and reach for the other and see what you can do, or you could just pick one and help them out. Um, And well, I'm not detecting any evil from either of them, correct? No. And neither of them have a, a symbol on their hand or anywhere? Nope. They look like your generic um, high-ranking chaplain with a hood over their head. Based on their hands, you could probably safely surmise that they are female of some kind. You wouldn't be able to really tell because there is a lot of wax that looks like has been poured on them in some form of way. Okay, well, um, hi, oh man, 
I'm... God, I gotta be that guy. I gotta be that person. That's just who um, he would be. He's gonna try and, in in some way, shape, or form, um, wade into the wax and touch both of them. Unless I have a uh, gosh, I'm thinking of if I have a certain spell that might help me out. There's a spell where I can basically give my armor and my paladin buffs to a target and if i would do that on one and then try and grab the other one and then go to which direction would you like to go then oh here's a question um do i still have my bow with me no you have this the the paladin armor of clyde's dream with that shield that literally seems like it will block any incoming weapon and a sword that will only leave your hand as if you choose to leave it okay so i'm looking for i have a thought process i'm trying to look to see if the spell works that way so i'm looking through my spells quick i mean i could look for a different spell but i really think that might be the, the best that i want to do okay so who are you going to teleport your armor onto I think I'm going to teleport my armor to pink and grab red. Do I need to have a explanation of why I'm doing this? I'm kind of curious. Um, logically speaking, um, I might be able to get red out quicker because of body frame and get back into the pink. Because if I if I take a step and get her and pull her out, you know, the force exerted on her to bring her out will be less than perceived amount for the other one. You know what I mean? As you cast the spell to teleport your armor onto the strange pink figure, as your armor binds to it, the armor seems to just melt away as wax as it enters into the pool below the silver armor seems to just crawl back onto you and slowly wraps back around you and then reforms as armor oh crap as you watch the two sink just a little bit into the wax oh well, that's not good would you like to still reach for red? Uh, well, give me a second now. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So what would you like to do? You have the red figure and the pink figure still, I'm not going to say sinking, but they're, they're, they're slowly disappearing into the wax. Well, then, if they are slowly doing that, I'm going to do a completely different spell, and I'm going to do um, a burst of, of speed on myself. Okay. And then I, I'm wondering if you would let me do one more spell. Absolutely. It's a dream. You can do multiple spells. Detect desires. As you cast that spell... We're going to say you cast that spell before you cast the speed. Okay. As you cast that spell, your ears and head are inundated with help. Save me. It burns. It seems as if they are in pain. And then you also hear them arguing with each other in this strange mind meld of this is my domain. You cannot have it. I was here first. You don't understand. I have to be here. Followed by, you don't know what you're talking about. This is my domain. The voices are perfectly identical by tone and pitch and passion and speech. Okay. As you cast burst of speed 
you can actually see the candles start to slowly dance. You can see individual droplets of wax slowly drop. What do you want to do now? Well, if I can keep casting spells, I have another... Uh, if I can. Um, oh, you know what? Never mind. No, that doesn't work right. And I don't think I'm going to go into level 4 spells. I think I can, but I think I can by 1. I'm not sure now. But do you really want to burn all your spells in a dream? It's a dream. I literally <laughs> had one swipe and killed multiple things. So it's like, what else can I do? Yeah. Well, then you tell me if I can do this one or not, because it's kind of a fix-all in this, which I don't think uh, you'll let me do. Okay, what's that? Break enchantment. The problem is there's no enchantments around. The only enchantment is the symbol of Iona Day above you, which is providing the light down. Okay. The wax is real wax, and the the... They have been covered in a thick, hot wax. This would be like boiling wax. Okay. Well, then I'm going to do what I was going to do in the beginning and try and get to both of them roughly the same time and pull them out with a burst of speed. So you cannot get them both at the exact same time, but you can choose which one you would grab first. Uh... If their left hands are reaching out, I'm going to have the blade of my sword in one hand and uh, the grip pointing out so it can go to the other person so I can grab and they can grab that at the same time. Okay. Which one would you, in your mind, intend to want to grab onto first? Still the red because of their weight? Uh... Yeah, because if I'm going to do the left hand with that one, because my right hand, I'll have the sword in. Mm -hmm. And the left hand, you know, fundamentally speaking, is unfortunately weaker per se. Yeah. Plus that hand has the shield, so it's harder to... It's harder to maneuver, yeah. As you reach out and the red creature starts to grip onto the blade in that burst of speed that you're in you start to see flowers start to grow in cracks and in the wax all of them this dark red as the pink reaches for the blade the temple starts to crumble and both of their hands face through the weapon and your hand it seems that in this dream, you can only choose one. As their hands retract, the temple reforms and the flowers fade away. Well, shitballs. <laughs> That's not fair. All right, then, um, for... Oh my gosh. I mean, geez, he's going to remove uh, his gauntlet, one of his gauntlets, and he's going to pray over it and ask for um, Iomade's guidance and flip the gauntlet. And you're basically playing heads or tails? Yeah. Okay. I mean, um, I am putting all of my faith in... Um, in my god to show me the way of who I should choose. Okay, well, um, I guess pull out a d6 and call it on the die before you roll it. Alright. Even is the red, and odd is pink. Okay, roll. Alright, I got even, so red. Um, oh, hold on. Before I do that, I'm going to go over to the, the pink and bow and apologize. I wish I could save both 
with all of my faith, I wanted to um, do this the easiest way possible, and I sincerely apologize. And then go over to Red. As you reach out and grab Red's hand, the wax around just turns red. You can feel the heat of the wax penetrate your skin and bones as the flowers start to emerge all around. As you pull them out, they lean into you and you hear one thing whispered in your ear. Remember. Then there is some turbulence and you are shaken awake as you watch the clouds roll by. Listening to Defibulous snore away, you lay in your bed, staring at the roof. And that is all I have for this episode. The storyteller slowly closes the book, and the cloud slowly disperses. Leaning back into his stool, he smiles as he watches us stir. Rise and shine, me friends. Seems as if you had a well-rested time. But it is not quite the end of the tale, just the end of a small story. You see, with the adventurers having this new knowledge given to them in this strange dream, they must figure out what to do with this knowledge and when to use it. But that is for a different time. For now, the moon is high. My beer is empty. And it is time for us to say goodbye. And as always, me friends, may the dice gods bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 